And one of those pieces of paper is my adoption certificate, which I was looking at and realized that it's not the Guangzhou province that I was adopted from. Hey, and welcome to I'm Adopted, Now What? A podcast where we talk about all things race, culture, and identity, one chat at a time. This is for people who want to get real, get deep, and figure out, now what? I'm your host, Liza. Welcome to the podcast. We are back. Well, I mean, we. I say we, but it's just me. (laughs) I am back for another bonus episode. I know that it's been a couple weeks since my last bonus episode, so I am happy to be back with one more for season two of the I'm Adopted Now What podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Season two is almost done already. I can't believe it. It'll be wrapping up uh, right around July, the beginning of July, and I thought that I... I thought that you all, my audience, uh, deserved one more bonus episode before the end of the season. So here we are. For today's bonus episode, I don't have any more whale stories or anything like that. Um, But it will be something that you and I learn about together. When I started this podcast back in season one, my very first episode, I said that I was adopted from the Guangzhou province in southern China. And that is truly what I remembered. That is what my memory of my adoption story was. But as I have mentioned throughout season two, uh, if you've been following along, I have been trying to attain my British citizenship uh, through my dad over the past few months. It's a complicated process that involves a lot of paperwork, and one of those pieces of paper is my adoption certificate, which I was looking at in going about this process and realized that it's not the Guangzhou province that I was adopted from. I was actually adopted from the Jiangsu province. Caveat, deeply sorry for my terrible Chinese pronunciation. You'll just have to forgive me and roll with it. But anyway, so yeah, the Jiangsu province, which was total news to me, although after I sat with that for a while, I do think that there's memory of that somewhere because it rang a bell and it sounded familiar. But because I have mentioned the province where I'm from multiple times on this show, and it has apparently been wrong, I thought that in this bonus episode, it would only be appropriate to correct those mistakes And we can learn about the Jiangsu province together. I thought that might be cool. So I was Googling and looking things up. And the following information that I'm about to share with you, I got from the Encyclopedia Britannica. So let's get into some facts. The capital of the Jiangsu province is Nanjing. It was, it used to be the southern capital of China during the Ming Dynasty uh, between 1368 and 1644. 
it was considered the economic and cultural center for all of the southeastern region of China. And the Yangtze River runs through it, splitting it into two different sections. One of the things I was confused about when I was looking up all of this information was uh, the Jiangsu province kept being referred to as like the south or southeast uh, region of China. And then I looked at it on a map and it really isn't very south uh, comparatively to say like Hong Kong, for example. It's really like center east uh, if you count all of like the rural more undisturbed areas of the north so if anyone knows more about that like why would Jiangsu be considered southern when it's really not at all like close to the southern part of China uh then dm me or message me because I am actually curious as to why uh it's referred to as being a southern province the only thing I could really think of that would maybe be an explanation for that would be something about the Chinese government not acknowledging Hong Kong as a true southern province or southern uh, city, which would just be so shitty. So I don't know if that's the reason or not. Uh, but yeah, I'm super curious about that. Now, these two different sections with the Yangtze River uh, running between are apparently very different. They have uh, different dialects uh, in terms of language. They have different agricultural strengths, you know, different crops do better in different regions. They ha they're known for different skills. Like, I can't remember if it's the northern or the southern part, but one of them is well known for different handicrafts, like carving, uh, silk making, and that kind of thing. But then the other half of the Jiangsu province is more known for like its ancestral uh, importance. Like the main cities of Suzhou, Nanjing, and Shanghai are all in the Jiangsu province. And so it's kind of split between a more, you know, fancy big city situation and then, you know, a lower class, more impoverished area, I'm guessing. Almost everyone who comes from this province is apparently specifically Han Chinese, which I didn't know. I mean, I've definitely heard of like being Han Chinese, but I didn't know that it was a direct correlation to being from this specific province. So that was cool. Another thing I learned was that several of the Ming Dynasty emperors are actually buried in Nanjing. And so UNESCO deemed it a World Heritage Site uh, for all of the history that, or the history of the Ming Dynasty, I guess, that is preserved there. My final little fun, cool, whatever you call this fact uh, about the Jiangsu province is that out of all the provinces, at least this is my understanding, it has the lowest, one of the lowest population growth rates in the whole country. And this is because 
Um, apparently, a lot of the people in Jiangsu are uh, higher educated and in a higher socioeconomic like level status overall. So they actually have been educating the members of that province uh, about the idea of family planning. And that is why their growth rate is lower because they actually are specifically planning their births and not having any less or any more uh, children than they wanted. Which is pretty great to hear because family planning is so important and also at the same time so uncommon in terms of people knowing what it is, how to achieve it, how to sustain it, and what benefits it can bring to a society and to future generations of a community. So love to see family planning happening. So yeah, that's the Jiangsu province. I thought it was cool to learn some of that stuff, and I was happy to have you all along with me uh, in learning something new. The other thing that fits in really nicely uh, with this bonus episode and this topic in particular is my birthday. Now, adoptees have a love-hate relationship, I would say, with their birthdays because you either don't know when it is or you have a vague idea but you aren't 100% sure and there's no way for you to become 100% sure or you just have no idea and you don't know which star sign is yours and the horoscope that you're reading doesn't sound like you at all. (laughs) That was just my own experience with the whole birthday situation but you get the idea. So again, I'm applying to become a British citizen and I have to go through all this paperwork and of course one of the things connected to my adoption paperwork is my birthday and I was always under the impression that my mom had picked out my birthday uh, and that the doctors had basically given my parents this window of time based on my uh, body development and taking into consideration, you know, environmental factors like malnutrition and early life trauma and all of that stuff. And basically told my parents, okay, your, your daughter was probably born between this date and this date, but beyond that, we really can't be sure. So you're better off picking a day. That is how I remember the story being told to me. But when I called my mom to double check, she told me that I had it all wrong and that I was actually found as a baby with a name card, like most adoptees, at least from China. And on the name card were all the things I thought, like the last time I'd been fed and my name, but apparently it also had my birthday on it, which is the birthday that I always thought was like my, you know, assigned uh, quote-unquote birthday. So this whole entire time I've been thinking my birthday was uh, more symbolic than anything else. And I realized, I come to learn, that no, it's actually my legitimate birthday. Which just leads to a whole other host of questions. because, Like, why didn't that horoscope seem accurate if it was my real birthday, you know? (laughs) Um, So I thought that was really cool too. And because I have talked about birthdays and addressed to some degree 
that love-hate relationship between adoptees and their birthdays, I thought it was only appropriate to come on here and actually clarify that my birthday really is November 25th. And that wasn't just some arbitrary date that my parents assigned me. So how cool. Now I feel like I have my whole future ahead of me to feel differently about my birthday. And that's so great because, you know, I have always had lukewarm feelings towards my birthday. As a kid, obviously, you love your birthday because you get gifts. But, you know, as I got older, into adulthood and all that stuff, I just really didn't care that much about my birthday because it wasn't meaningful to me. Because I understood that it was more symbolic instead of actually being the day I was born. But now, going forward, I feel like I can have this whole other more positive relationship with my birthday and who knows where that's gonna lead. So all in all, learned two new things in this bonus episode. The true province that I was adopted from thought it was the Guangzhou province, but it's actually not. It's the Jiangsu province. And then my birthday. Thought it was kind of just a placeholder And it turns out that it's really my birthday. I think that about wraps it up for this bonus episode. I hope you all uh, liked me sharing this, found it interesting. I thought it was kind of cool, but I I felt like I owed it to you all to uh, set the record straight. Because as I said, I think in a recent episode, I am on this journey with you all too. You know, I am figuring all of this out still as I go along and finding new information and discovering new parts of myself and developing my identity in real time. So I hope that you can feel that through these bonus episodes because that's that's my hope. So yeah, let's see. There are a couple episodes left in season two and then we'll go on break and then we will be back so keep an eye out for those episodes to finish out the season we'll see you on friday thanks for listening to this episode of i'm adopted now what hosted by me liza if you liked what you heard then please be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen leave a good review and share this episode with a friend If there's a topic you'd like to hear discussed on a later episode, DM me and tell me all about it. You can do that and find this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at imadopted.podcast. See you there.